0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for joining us here on this podcast for the purpose of listening at least to the introduction of a five-hour series on CD entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. I want you to understand the Day of the Lord is a special time in history. Any time in history, in fact, when God intercedes in the affairs of men personally on the earth. It has a general usage, that's a thousand and seven years long, and a specific usage, that's the day that Jesus Christ comes back to the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. Well, I'm going to tell you about that, and in fact, if you can take a moment and listen to the introduction of the five-hour audio series, Joel's Journey, on the day of the Lord, you'll understand better what I'm talking about. So if you will, take a few moments. Let's listen now to Joel's day of the Lord, an introduction to Joel's journey on the day of the Lord. Verse 2, Hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all of ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell your children and their children, Uh, another generation. In other words, pass it down the line. This is the worst that it has ever been before this time and yet to be after this particular time. He's talking about an invasion of locusts, and he starts to develop it. And this is a literal invasion that takes place. And this this was common in, in the Middle East, and in particular in Israel. But this was the worst invasion of locusts that had ever happened. Verse 4, that which the palmer worm hath left hath the locusts eaten, and that which the locust hath left had the Canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm had left had the caterpillar eaten now we 're talking about three uh, and, 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 and i 'm not quite sure, um, maybe if there 's somebody who is a biologist or, or i don 't know I guess what would you be if you studied uh, insects what eat Edom- 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 oh, well uh, <laughs> I bet you can 't spell that <laughs> Edomologist is what you are if you study insects. Boy, now there's that answer for your Scrabble game down the line, if you can learn how to spell etymologist. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure if these were the three types or the three stages of the locust or three types of locust, or what it was, but he's talking about that they are being invaded by all the insects, all the locusts that are coming in. And he says, look at this in verse 5, Awake ye drunkards and weep and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, because the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. In other words, it has been such a bad invasion, all the grape vines have been destroyed. Look at here, at verse 4, For a nation has come upon my land. Now, wait a minute, you say, I thought this was an invasion of locusts coming into the land and devastating the crops. It is. And don't be concerned about the phrase nation there. You might remember that in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the ants as a people and the coney. You know what the coney is? The rock rabbit kind of a furry little rabbit that runs through the rocks uh, in Gedi or up on the Galilee, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, They are referred to as a feeble folk, and so he's talking about a literal invasion of insects which he even mentions as a nation who are going to come in. They're strong and without number, verse 6, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. In other words, they're going to be very devastating as they come in. And he hath laid my vine waste and barked my fig trees. The fig trees are going to be totally destroyed, the bark eaten off of these trees. And it casted away, the branches thereof are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of your youth. In other words, it's going to be so bad at this time, there are going to be those who have just been married, and indeed the husband is taken, and you mourn at that period of time. And that's how they'll be mourning. Look at verse 9. And the meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests are to mourn. It says, the priests, the Lord's ministers mourn. Why? Because even that the animals have, are being destroyed. And, and that which is going to be used for the drink offering in the temple is going to be destroyed. It's going to be so bad, so you priests start to mourn. Verse 10, the field is wasted, and the land mourneth, for the corn is wasted, and the new wine is dried up, and the oil languished. Even the olive trees are going to be devastated at this time. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, howl, and ye uh, uh, vine dressers for the wheat and for the barley. Why, That's interesting, the wheat and the barley. You know, those are key crops that are to be involved in the feast days. The feast of first fruits, that third Jewish feast, the barley harvest is to be brought. The feast of Pentecost, the wheat harvest, is to be brought in. And now it's all destroyed. How are they going to even observe their holy days? The vine is dried up, verse 12, and the fig tree languished. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird uh, yourselves and lament, ye priests. How, ye ministers of the altar, come lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God, For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of the Lord. This is a serious time in history as far as Joel is concerned. And he is experiencing this. And all the peoples of the land, uh, and in particular in Judah, are experiencing it. So here's what he says to them. Sanctify, verse 14. Sanctify ye a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all of the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God. And cry unto the Lord. Now he means business. Now let's get down and be serious about this. Now get your hearts right with God. Because this is an invasion that God has allowed to happen. And he's doing it for a point. And this is a literal, terrible time in the history of Judah. In fact, he confirms that it is the most worst time that has ever been previous to that, or, he says, in the future as well will be. A terrible, terrible time. But now as we come to verse 15 in chapter 1 of Joel, we're going to see where from here on he is going to start looking into the future. And as I said, he's going to use a local situation as a prototype, as a type of, You understand a type, do you not? Uh, For example, the tabernacle, every single item or implement in the tabernacle represented Jesus Christ or the Messiah to come. For example, the menorah. The menorah represented he, the light of the world. The table of showbread represented he as the bread of life. And uh, so you can go through all of the different implements in the temple, in all the different sacrificial activities or the duties of the priest, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was a model of him to come. The one who was in the Holy of Holies, the one whose, when the blood was poured on the Ark of the Covenant one day out of the year, the most sacred day, the most holy of all the Jewish days, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement then they would have their sin covered for one year. A temporary situation looking forward, a type of looking forward to the future fulfillment of that. And Jesus Christ then became the anti-type. Or in other words, it's a prototype and the fulfillment of that prototype. You go to an engineering place, and they're going to get something ready to build start to manufacture, and so they build a model of it. That's the prototype, or they may build one of them. That's the prototype. He's going to use now this local situation, this terrible famine, the locust invasion of his land, the destruction of all the land. It's so bad that they can't even worship in the temple. They don't have the meat offering or the drink offering. Everybody should be mourning, and he's going to use that now looking to the future. And he's going to talk about the day of the Lord and he's going to introduce it. Look what he says here in verse 15. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. I want to show you something as, before we get into the definition but that word Almighty right there. You know what that word is in the Hebrew? Shaddai. El Shaddai. I don't have time to develop this. But if you want to do a very interesting study, and maybe if I have another opportunity, sometimes I may do a study on Jesus Christ and his appearances in the Old Testament. There's one person of the Trinity, of the, of the, of the Godhead, that can be seen. God the Father cannot be seen, because if he is seen, you die on the spot. God the Holy Spirit is a spirit. You can't see him. But God the Son. And every single time El Shaddai is used in the scripture, it is at a time when someone sees him. He comes face to face. It's a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Every single time. And so what this is saying is the Almighty. And every time you see that, it's El Shaddai. The God That will provide. The God, it it, it literally means the breasted God. He will pull you close to his breast. But he is going to be the one who is now going to bring forth the day of the Lord. Alas, the day, the day of the Lord is at hand. And it comes from the Almighty, from El Shaddai, from Jesus Christ himself, the day of the Lord. In order for us to be able to understand the entire book, we've got to get a definition first of all, of this day of the Lord. And and that's exactly what I want want you to do as we take a moment to look at the prophetic doctrine of the day of the Lord. You've been listening to the introduction of a five-hour CD audio series entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. The Day of the Lord, a special word or phrase that is used in the entire Bible, some 72 times, referring to the day that Jesus Christ will step back on earth there in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. We'll talk about God's jealousy for his land, Joel's Day of Refreshing. Prepare for war, not peace. And God's holy mountain in holy Jerusalem. Those are the aspects, the five different studies here on Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord, a five-hour CD audio series available for you to get a copy of so you can study this very important prophetic book from the Old Testament. You can call our toll-free number. It's 8-Prophecy-8-877-674-3298, toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and find out how you can get your own copy of Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. Thank you so very much for joining us. And remember, Jesus Christ could come at any moment with the rapture, shouting to call us up to be with him. It could happen before I even complete this sentence. With that said, what else is there for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...